and welcome to ECE Quality Ireland. I'm Celine Govern. And I'm Paula Walsh. And on our podcast today, no guests this week, just just us. And we're going to be discussing um, artificial intelligence, AI, and we're going to have a chat about it and, you know, what we think about it and whether we think there may or may not be a role for AI in early childhood education. Okay, so I suppose the first thing that we need to do is define what AI is. So I'm going to leave this to you because I know you've done this research. Well, when I say research now a little bit, okay, I'm not, and a caveat at the start, neither of us are experts in AI. No, no. It's so prevalent at the moment. It's everywhere, especially to do with education, that the the, the conversation has to be had in terms of worth talking about. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So... Artificial intelligence and myself and yourself were chatting about this and, you know, it's very easy to slip into talking about just technology or digital stuff, but artificial intelligence is not that. Artificial intelligence is very specifically where, you know, um, computers and um, technology are engaging in a kind of a cognitive function making decisions similar to what would have would be made you know by a human you know it's where your device is intelligent like a human is intelligent yeah yeah so like a machine's ability to perform a task that would normally maybe be associated with a human you know um so yeah so that's really what we're talking about here um I think from our perspective what what we're interested in Paula is is it relevant to the early years sector and can it be used in the early years sector mm-hmm. and can it be used beneficially, you know, and is there also challenges with that? And is it something that we should be embracing mm-hmm. and learning more about or should we be fearful? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, right, we quickly just think about maybe we know people are going to be hesitant about something like this, right? People are hesitant about even even incorporating technologies into the into the room, you know, uh, and with the children. But yeah, you know, I, I can't at the moment see a role really for using AI directly, like letting children engage with... No, neither can I. ...technologies. So yes. let's just put that there to one side. We're not really going to be talking about that right now because, you know, but I think we as educators need to know more about it yeah. because yeah. we don't and we don't know what's coming down the line as we were saying in 20 years time and what kind of technologies or what might come into the classroom or not but we do know that primary secondary third level um ai is becoming prevalent um yeah. with both benefits and um negatives yeah so we need to start thinking about it in terms of early childhood education and i think you know yeah there's going to be there's difficulties maybe in terms of data protection maybe for one thing or just online safety and that kind of stuff or just knowing that your source of information is reliable okay so if we acknowledge right from the outset that yes these things are things that need to be considered in terms of risks yeah but yeah you know if we think then just in terms of well what could we use it for then Mm. I think in terms of us as educators is where we need to think you know because if we know that this is going to become an area an increasing area um you know 
throughout yeah. society and education in the future we can't just say it's not for us and close the door and not think about it you know so maybe we start by thinking about how us as educators can use it outside of the classroom or before we go into the classroom is there a role for it there to make our job easier yeah and you know I do think for any of us who intend to be in the earlier sector for the next 20 years I think it would be remiss of us mm. to now you know just go oh not interested don't want to know it's not it's not something I'm ever going to deal with because whether we like it or not things are progressing at such a rate that it is something you're going to have to deal with. Like, I definitely can see a situation where in the next 10 years, you know, toddlers are trotting up to the door and smiling um, at a screen, like you do when you're going through passport control, you know, and that they will be beeped in. Yeah. You know, I can definitely see that. And then you'll realize somebody wasn't beeped in and you'll be moving this toddler back over to smile again at the at the machine. So there'll be facial recognition in terms of, of um, the register and the roll call and that kind of thing. So... It is definitely going to be something that we are going to have to embrace. Um, So we do need to be aware of it and to know about it. I mean, in terms of the one and some of my staff actually sent me a video that somebody else had recorded. I, I, I think it was maybe a relative in England who works in the sector had recorded herself asking chat GPT to do a lesson plan for her. And, you know, you put it in and I, 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 I have several times done this myself and you put in develop a lesson plan for me on the theme of balloons mm-hmm. and it just immediately populates lesson plans you know so is that good or bad do we like this or don't we uh, that uh, that's the that's the big question isn't it and I yeah. think um I think there's definitely a positive role and opportunity there right and as you know when we were discussing before we started recording we can't just go into it blindly you know and say okay that's grand that's my lesson plan on balloons done or that's my policy on such and such done chat gpt or whatever other artificial intelligence app created Mm -hmm. it there's Mm -hmm. still very much a role for us as the educator to be the gatekeeper there um to be the sort of um Mm -hmm. monitor for ethics and things like that um, but the positives are that, first of all, you know, you've you've the universe of information available to you. Yeah. Thinking outside the box is literally, you know, the yeah. box is 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 yeah. huge, you know. So um things that we mightn't think of, different ideas from, you know, that, that mightn't occur to you and, mm-hmm. and based on your knowledge or your experience. And, you know, there's a whole world of information there at your fingertips really but it's not blindly following it yeah no we're not you're not going to be lemmings jumping off a cliff like do you know what I mean you're going to go okay and stand back with a critical eye and say okay does this meet my needs is it suitable for the age group is it developmentally appropriate but it can certainly be in an, an initial you know way to access a lot of information that you can then tailor to meet your needs yeah, which is which is what we do anyway in research. So, I mean, if I'm going out anyway, back to the balloons, and, you know, a child has a particular interest in balloons, right? Maybe hot air balloons, right? And so this appears to be an emerging interest, you know? I will, if I can't, you know, if it's not something I've dealt with before, if it's not something that I'm personally knowledgeable about myself, I go and I research. 
you know, and I and I start, you know, going down rabbit holes as we all do. And, you know, how can I enhance the learning? How can I extend the learning? Is there anything I can offer? So for me, it's similar to that. So, I mean, you know, if I go out and look up hot air balloons and I develop, you know, I get a whole load of research, I'm not going to just blindly follow one. I take the elements from each website or book or whatever that I feel is appropriate to that child in my setting at their age. And that's exactly the way I would use something like chat. GPT, you know, um, I, I think it would be very foolish of any um, professional educator to just pop that in and print it out and put it on your phone and you're done. Yeah. You know? And to be honest, it's really, it's, I think it's really just one step past Google. Do you know? So that's the way I see it. Yeah. I, I, so, so, yeah. And it comes back with loads of different sources of information. Yeah. And then you collate it, uh, you you gather the bits, as you said, take the bits and bobs from different individual sources that you think are reliable, that, that meet your needs. And sort of, I and suppose, the beauty is it's the world. Yeah, sorry, it's the World Wide Web. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? So the beauty is, as you said, that you're able to source information really quickly, like in the space of seconds from all around the world somebody else has gathered that or a computer somewhere has gathered all of that and you can access it from your lap on your on your laptop when you're watching the telly at night in seconds so that has to shrink our workload to an extent it has to yeah yeah. and like the thing is say for example you want to google something um you know the balloons or or whatever other interest area the children might have or topic you want to bring in um and you want to make sure that it's in line with ashter say okay um ashter is not going to be mentioned in loads of different resources around the world yeah the, the ai that's where the artificial intelligence function can come in because it can make the link. It, if you ask AI what Ashtar is, it'll tell you. Do you know, so it can make the link between very specific things mm-hmm. that, um, you know, can make the information come back to you more relevant in your context. But then, yeah, and it really can. I mean, I asked it. I specifically asked it about a month ago to write me um, a lesson plan. Um, based on the Ashter curriculum framework, and I can't remember what the topic was, and it did, and it started linking me to Ashter, and it started quoting bits of Ashter. So I mean, yes, you'd have to go back and fix that up, but my goodness, it had a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, it gives you—it's a foundation <laughs> base, and a, you know, it gives you it's a the really scaffolding, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And then, as you say, it's up to us as professionals and qualified educators to say, okay, now let's make sure that this is solid. This is robust. This meets my needs. There's nothing dodge. You know, I think going back to, you know, you mentioned earlier on as well um, about, you know, the facial recognition, but Mm. even, and even from like a child protection perspective for parents or primary caregivers or whoever is collecting the children that, you know, if you think of the potential for, retina scanning or facial scanning or fingerprint scanning now I know all this is is costs money right so we're not talking about costs we're talking about just potential hypothetically um but um the potential for that could be huge the potential for your attendance registers for knowing who is there what day um and for you could imagine in 20 years that been automatically linked to billing you know an NCS Imagine not having to track NCS every week and the eight week rule because 
there's a system on your wall that's tracking it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And when they don't meet it, it's just the hours are changed automatically on a system. So that it's all wouldn't that be amazing? Imagine the time that would save. Just and the anyone, time you could spend spend you know, with the children. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who spends that time sifting through, you know, those the login books or the signatures or whatever way you keep your or on your app and then having to connect that with your NCS attendance and all that stuff. That would be just Amazing. imagine that. Now say, yeah. yeah, okay, that would cost a fortune, but it's potential. Mm. The potential is there. Um, I remember when I was a kid, do you remember that cartoon, The Jetsons? Oh, yeah. And I remember, yeah. you know, because I'm just thinking, you know, I know that people might be thinking, yeah, but that's years off. That's decades away. And like, God, could that could <laughs> that really happen? And I remember Mr. Jetson, whatever his first name was, can't remember. And um, I remember looking at it going, OK, they had the flying cars. OK, we don't have them yet. Right. But we're probably not far off. We definitely yeah. have the self-driving ones. Mm. But I remember seeing um, uh, he walked up to a screen on the wall and he made video calls of people. And I remember thinking that was out there. That was wacky. That was just, oh, my God, the, you know. And, and here we are. In your pocket, you have one of those, you know, yeah. lined on the wall in your house. So there's the potential is there, you know. So let's say that's, you know, maybe planning. We could use it for curriculum, looking up emergent interests, right? A topic that we haven't we're not very familiar with that the children are interested in ideas for yeah. like, bringing that in right definitely potential there huge um, potential for child safety potential for facial recognition that kind of stuff um what else are we talking about do you think there well then you know so i mean with all of that everybody wouldn't you know there are people who and i understand who would be worried about i suppose their their data and how it's protected so all of that stuff would have to be addressed as well if we're doing facial recognition for logging in and logging out and all of that stuff but they're all issues that can be addressed and people could opt out i suppose if they want well, they to. are and don't forget like most settings have cctv that's and stuff you know so it's not like there's no precedent there for capturing people's um yeah comings and goings and behaviors yeah exactly i mean just in terms of as we progress as educators through our own um academia and our own um progression through through to degree and further on you know and you're going to come across this quite a bit in your work is you know the ability to get it to produce an essay mm. you know um you know and I think that's the big fear is that and certainly it's the university's big big fear but as I was saying to you earlier on that's the thing with artificial intelligence isn't it as yeah. quick as it can make something like chat GPT and I know I keep using that one but I'm sure there's loads of other ones as quick as it can develop intelligence to write those essays it can also and has developed the intelligence to track that yeah and I mean I'm I know as I as a lecturer at third level right that you know, it definitely is something that you need to be aware of. And I know I've seen from, you know, where the the the, the establishments where I that I lecture in, you know, there's all sorts of emails and information and stuff flying around about to be aware of AI, you know, for academic integrity, you know, and that is a concern because we don't want people going out certified as a professional with a degree or a master's or whatever, who never wrote any of their essays and really didn't do much research. And, you know, that is yeah. obviously something we need to be mindful of, right? But as you say, you know, there's a, lo a lot of the colleges will use, you know, um, 
portals to upload essays turn it in turn it in etc those kind of things and it scans they now have the capability to scan and flag if there's a concern that ai may have been used but and i think this also links very much back to our role in early childhood education Mm -hmm. to be able to still be that gatekeeper there's still very much a role for the lecturer for the teacher there to know your students to engage with your students and to you know the one of the very first ways I think that plagiarism you know is picked up is that you go hang on a second I know this student and this work is not what they would normally produce or what I would think they may produce so I need to look at this a little bit so it's not like we're eliminating humans here you know there's still a role it's really not. And then just to push it one step further, because as you said earlier on, it's it's one step away from Google, in our opinion. Now we have decided that. Right. So in fairness to a student writing an essay, right, you know, so an early an early um, years level eight degree student has, has is in philosophy and has to write an essay about the you know, the, the, the philosophers and has to choose three of them or whatever. Is there any harm? in them going to something like chat GPT and asking it to do the research for them. And then they have the research in front of them and then they write the essay themselves. Is that any different to us going to Google and putting the question into Google and getting the research that way? Is it just another, for, I'm not for one minute suggesting, of course, that this, this is very different conversation to they print it out and hand it in as their own work, but as another method of research that might lead them down the rabbit hole. Montessori said, oh, let's go and find where that was. And was there something else said about that? So I can imagine it being used. I remember us always being told never to quote Wikipedia, obviously. But where did everybody go to do their first reading on everything? Every essay we ever wrote was Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And then they used that as, as their, you know, their starter point and they fed out from that. Yeah. But they wouldn't dare ever quote it. I think, you know, if you were to think that students aren't engaging with AI, you know, that's probably foolish, you know, but, you know, but I think, yeah, we need, it's that awareness of, you know, the difference between using it just as an initial Googling something, the equivalent, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if they're, look, that's like, I don't know, actually, if chat GPT or any of those AI have the capability to throw you out an essay with like, you know Harvard referencing on the end I don't know that I don't think so but I think and I think that's the thing if you're just going god I have to write an essay about such and such a topic I'm not 100% sure and as part of your overall research for your assignment you have a look on chat GPT you have a read and then you go off and you find actual academic sources and if you learn something from it If you learn something about Montessori and about her philosophy from having looked at that essay, that has to be something that makes you go and look for it somewhere else. That has to be helpful. And I think, yeah, I think the difference is your intention, isn't it, when you're engaging with this? Is it to pass off something as your own work that is not your own work? So Mm -hmm. is it that you're getting it to do something for you or which is, you know, deception and, and plagiarism yeah. and whatever yeah um or is it just as part of a broader you know doing some initial reading a bit of research um you know as a source that you just engage I, with, I would like to, source, you know yeah I would like to think that the people who are going to plagiarize it like all the people who plagiarize things are in the minority 
and that the vast yeah. majority of people are in are more intelligent than the AI and mm. will use it as it's meant to be. Just just as we're coming to the end of it, I would just want to ask you, have you asked artificial intelligence to write an essay on yourself? No, but I'm definitely going to do that right now after we finish. I've, I've done me on holidays. I did myself and my dad were messing with it and I did me. And interestingly, anything it, it can only gather its resources from the internet what says so anything that it that it gathered and wrote was all my own writing i knew i had written them for various pieces and you know blogs and articles i'd written for people so it was all my own stuff coming back at me and then my dad said put me in you know not a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nothing. He was no, I'm definitely going to do that now and I bet you yeah. I'm it's an interesting one like years ago we were always told to google your own name so now everybody's asking artificial intelligence to write an essay so um it's a good one for anybody who hasn't done it yet you might find that entertaining yeah well at least it's a great way to find out what is out there on the internet about, about you, you. So yeah. I have yeah. to put in my name nothing and then I have to put in my name and my business or the village or something yeah yeah, yeah. some more defining characteristics yeah. And just to add as well, I mean, just coming back to, you know, the rationale for this as well, like, you know, even the sustainability goals, right, sustainable development goals and goal four is about education and talks about, you know, equity for education and stuff, you know, and if children are going to be exposed to this, you know, as part of their lives outside the setting or if they're going to be exposed to it in early in primary and secondary, you know, Mm -hmm. then there is rationale there, you know, and also I don't know if you've heard of the Tashkent declaration right and it came out of unesco proceedings was it last year or this year and it's focusing on you know quality and equity in early childhood education you know preparing children you know giving them equal access to quality and you know what developing sort of skills and things that they'll need for the future um and part of that is is to be able to engage in a digital world so you know this is our opinion you know there is a rationale there out there for this so we're going to run out of time so I think what we've sort of acknowledged is that or what we think is that there probably is a role but there's still very much a role for us as a human gatekeeper and an ethical gatekeeper and you know making sure what it's given back to you is relevant not blindly following it you know I think a lot of it as well comes back to how this kind of topic is going to be discussed and taught and engaged with in halls mm. and in colleges and on uh, further ed courses and you know and that the knowledge that those we have we mm. have you know to impart to the next generation mm. of of educators as well and that you know that's going to be important too yeah i mean it really is the reality is artificial intelligence is in I would say 99% of households already. So children are completely familiar with their parents opening their phone using their face. You know, these are completely normal things that they are all familiar with. Their banking app opens through facial recognition. Mm. You know, you pay at the till now because your phone recognizes your face versus somebody else's face. So access to finances and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we cannot bury our heads in the sand on this and we cannot say oh yeah but it won't come into the settings it absolutely will and absolutely should because the setting needs to replicate their lives and it's definitely it's already as we say in their lives and it's only going to become increasingly 
more you know I can see a day in the not so far distant future where you know the ads on the television will be tailored to you and your interests uh based on what you google just like the ads on your phone are you know we all know you've spoken about I hope so because I end up watching more crappy adverts do you I mean at least if they were tailored to what I have an interest Jim. yeah I and mean the, the God, Spotify and Acast and those sort of um yeah those apps that you listen to they all have the capability they you, the ads I see and the ads you see or you hear and I hear will be different so there's no doubt that that's yeah. going to come in you know there's what that other thing you know the shop where and that's that's it don't they have one in London already where you can just go in with your basket and just walk out. You don't have to pay anybody because it'll all be attached to your Genius. bank and it'll just d- deduct yeah. automatically. And, you know, so this world is here, you know, so we can't ignore it. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I quite like it. Like, I, I've no, I have no problem with it, do you know? Um, I know I know some people do. I know people who objected to the air codes, for example, you know, mm. and people watching you and people knowing where you are and all this kind of stuff you know I just think it's real handy when you're going to pick up something to give me work like anything that makes my life easier and means I can do things faster means I've got more time to spend on myself and with my family and doing the things I really want to do because we are so 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 busy gosh if we could you know use artificial intelligence to make our lives easier I'm I'm all for that. And I know myself from my experiences and your experiences and from talking to other educators, one of the biggest things people will tell you is what takes away from what I'm doing, what impacts on the quality of what I'm doing? Time, yes. time, 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 because all the paperwork, all of that I have to do. So if we can use it to uh, benefit us, outside of the classroom where we're not worried about the ethical impact of of children engagement as such but we can use it for our administrative stuff maybe we can use it to bolster our child protection we can use it to make our you know um billing and stuff easier and certainly because it'll benefit the children because we can use it for planning on their emergent interests as we said earlier on looking up stuff um well then you know the yeah. why, why not use it even yeah. for why not equality it? and inclusion though Celine you know mm. with you know and being able to look up things about different cultures or to just have your policies and procedures put into another language you know there's so many different things that we could yeah, I mean I was just saying yeah absolutely I was saying to you earlier on that the new obsession in preschools at the moment seems to be dinosaurs mm. I have no idea about dinosaurs they're not something I was interested in as a child they're not something I'm interested in as an adult but all of my well not all of my but a lot of my students are interested in dinosaurs you know so it's an emerging interest so therefore I have to find a way to as quickly as possible be able to understand even if it's just that I can go in and say I saw a picture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex I don't even know what it looks like but do you know what I mean even if it gives me that ability really fast, because we don't have time to sit down for hours. If you've got 22 children in an Eki classroom, they've all got an emerging interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. hugely time consuming. So if it makes all of that easier for me, it will enhance learning then and, 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 and increase quality for the children in terms of their learning. 
Yeah. And I think the key here as well is that is if is that, you know, it's not going away. So we can't just stick our head in the sand. So but if we use it in a way that we're not concerned about the safety of the children as such, you know, online, say to all that, and we see benefits for us. And we also at the same time are learning how to engage with it and use it safely, you know, for what was I was saying earlier on forewarned is forearmed, you know, knowledge is king, really. Um, and okay. you know then then see where the road takes us yes there's definitely going to be ethical issues and there's going to be all those kind of things and that's where our role is going to be important but I think the overall consensus of two <laughs> is that yeah there's there yeah. there there's definitely potential benefits uh, yes. and that we need to we need to acknowledge it's there and we need to be prepared you know, for to engage to with be the gatekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to be we, we need to be able to be the gatekeepers, recognizing that we're doing that anyway. We're doing that anyway, you know, with with just the web as it is, with the internet, with access to the world. So we, we do that anyway, you know. So these are things that we're already doing and that we're already doing well. And it's just, you know, to be cognizant of GDPR. And, you know, as you say, child protection and making sure that it's being used beneficially and that there isn't those negative connotations coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And that your sources are good, you know, exactly. Okay, I think we'll leave it there for now. But I'm sure this is a topic we'll revisit again in the future, you know. Absolutely. You know, this is this is where things are going, you know. Um, so for anybody who's listening, thank you for listening to the Equality Ireland podcast um i'm paula walsh and uh, celine govern and um you can get our podcast anywhere you get your podcast spotify google apple all that stuff so yep share it around and we'll talk to you soon okay bye